0: Part 2, There's More to Morality Than Harm and Fairness. Haight acknowledges that Richard Schweder, one of his peers, has influenced his findings. Schweder is a psychological anthropologist at the University of Chicago. In a cross-cultural study, Schweder asked a group of Indians and a group of Americans to think about morality. He identified three clusters of shared moral themes between the two groups. We will now consider an overview of the three ethical themes of autonomy, community, and divinity. Ethical autonomy holds that people are individuals with wants, needs, and preferences. First and foremost, they are autonomous. Society should provide such autonomous individuals with rights, freedom and justice so that they can live together in peace, without feeling compelled to interfere too much in the lives of others. This is the dominant ethic in individualistic societies and western secular societies and has been for hundreds of years. Beyond the viewpoints of the civilizations of Europe and North America, there are two other, as Haidt describes them, moral languages, or ethical lenses used to determine what is good and what is bad. Community ethics considers individuals as, first and foremost, members of larger entities such as families, teams, armies, companies, tribes, or nations. These larger entities are not simply the sum of all their members but exist as unified organisms, living and requiring protection. People's roles in these organisms are assigned and set, giving rise to moral concepts like duty, hierarchy, honorific respect and patriotism. The Ethics of Divinity proposes that people are, first and foremost, temporary vessels implanted with a divine. Many societies based on such divine ethics develop their morality around opposites such as sanctity and sin, purity and pollution, elevation and degradation. Immoral acts insult not only individual souls but their creator and creation as well. Such viewpoints regard the privileging of personal liberty above all else in the secular societies of some Western nations as a libertinism, hedonism, in short, a celebration of human's base instincts. Faced with exactly the same moral issue, representatives of these three differentiated moral positions may perceive differentiated moral problems and respond with their own moral intuition. Let's revisit Haidt's example of the person preparing to cook the chicken. People with the ethic of autonomy are most likely to consider the dead chicken in a neutral way. A person can do whatever they want to do with the meat as long as their activity is not going to hurt someone else. This attitude pertains, even if the respondent thinks the person in the story's act is disgusting and that it is something they wouldn't do themselves. People subscribing to community ethics may argue that the person's actions indicate a bad upbringing and could suggest harmful attitudes that would impact others or interfere with their neighbors in other aspects of their lives. Those raised with the moral compass focused on spirituality would say that the harm the person perpetuates is to their own body. The body is a temple, a gift from whatever is sacred in the universe. Therefore, what they do with the dead chicken is dishonorable and degrading to their soul. You can understand from this example that the intuitive judgments offered by people with different conceptions of morality about the same issue vary. We repeatedly return to this example because Haidt also repeats the story throughout his book. This extreme case challenges one's moral intuitions, making it an excellent tool for understanding and studying moral issues. To ease your discomfort, let's take a look at some less extreme examples. This is one, some Americans wear shorts made from their national flag. When some other people see what they have done, they find it unbelievable. They think it is absolutely disrespectful to the country. Is it? Another example is that some American children get the habit of calling their parents by their first names and swearing in front of them. Their attitude is unacceptable to people from countries that value deferential respect. Hate illustrates his point by telling of a Jordanian cab driver he met working in the United States. He had recently become a father and was now planning to return to his mother country because he didn't want the day to come when he would hear his son say to him, fuck you. Hate was originally influenced by 19th century philosopher John Stuart Mill's harm principle when he was working as a professor at the University of Pennsylvania. This principle suggests that the only purpose for which power can be rightfully exercised over any member of a civilized community, against his will, is to prevent harm to others. People who support this view, such as Hate and his students, might themselves be sickened by someone else's sexual use for dead chicken but not consider it immoral because he did not hurt another human being. After becoming aware of psychological anthropologist Schwede's three moral themes, Hate gradually adapted his opinion. He identified that he subscribed to ethical autonomy as his primary moral theme. This ethic places strong emphasis on the three moral oppositions of care or harm, fairness or cheating, and liberty or oppression. Following a three month visit to India to study the ethic of divinity, Haight gained an understanding of the ethics of community and divinity. His experiences allowed him to begin to diversify and extend his moral compass. In India, equality and personal autonomy are not the most sacred values. Individuals are expected to shoulder responsibility by honoring elders, guests, and God. Hate was able to perceive the ugly side of this ethic of community, such as the potential for the oppression of women, children, servants, and other vulnerable groups. But he also saw the beauty of this ethic, such as its emphasis on responsibility, forsaking an individual's self-centered habits and strengthening the fabric of society as a whole, through showing respect for elders and prioritizing the needs of the community. Hate reflects if one considers the values of community ethics, it will be easier to understand an extended group of moral oppositions encompassing loyalty or betrayal and authority or subversion. Additionally, it creates a foil, demonstrating the dangers of excessive individualism and self centeredness arising in the ethics of autonomy. Hate's experience in India overturned his past perceptions, deepening his understanding of divine morality. When he first arrived in India, Hate barely understood the purpose of prayer. He considered spending hours in prayer as time wasted. But through exposing himself to new experiences, speaking with people, and observing with an open mind, Hayd noticed that his view of the divine had changed when he returned to the United States. For example, you should treat certain books with reverence. It is inappropriate to leave them on the floor or take them into the bathroom. Dead people and animals are not just a pile of carbon atoms but retain the same dignity they had when they were living. That was Haidt's first-hand experience of the morality of sanctity and degradation. After the trip to India, Haidt became increasingly aware that different groups have distinct moral tastes. As we mentioned before, Western societies predominantly consider the three moral oppositions of care or harm, fairness or cheating, and liberty or oppression. These three moral frameworks originate in a combination of Mill's harm principle, individualism, and self-centeredness, and they disregard the three moral opposites of loyalty or betrayal, authority or subversion, and sanctity or degradation. As a result, there can be problems understanding people with different approaches to morality in culturally mixed societies such as the United States. Misunderstandings potentially lead to conflicts between opposing ethical systems. By describing moralities in terms of cultural tastes and preferences, hate reminds readers that some enjoy sweet cookies, and others prefer salty cookies. Tastes are not inherently right or wrong, and hate suggests the same applies to moral languages. The important thing is to acknowledge and respect other people's choices. That concludes the second part of our bouquet. There is more to morality than a dominant view of harm and fairness. Across the world's cultures, three moral frameworks dominate. These are ethics of autonomy, community, and divinity. In addition, these ethical standpoints engender six moral tastes, that people differentiate between to varying degrees, and these usually run parallel to their political views. They are care or harm, fairness or cheating, liberty or oppression, loyalty or betrayal, authority or subversion, and sanctity or degradation. All these positions manifest to a greater or lesser extent in American political parties, for example. The American political left favors care, fairness, and liberty out of the six, while the right values all six but puts more emphasis on loyalty, authority, and sanctity. Such a discrepancy of moral priorities makes it is difficult for the two sides to understand each other's viewpoints.